Good morning. Hope everybody's doing all right today. Yeah. Got a little issue going on here. Yep. So, uh, a little riddle here. What does Nicole have in, t- have in common with President Biden? <laughs> they both could trip up the stairs. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's exactly what I thought when she came up the stairs and she, yeah. I feel bad, but not really. <clears throat> Do what? Farmington Tarmac. <clears throat> All right, so how many of you have already received your Mother's Day gift? Like, mother's already received it? Okay. How many of you wouldn't mind sharing what that Mother's gift was? You will? Okay, great. So what was that Mother's Day? My husband. One, two, okay. My husband. My husband made me an Adirondack chair. An Adirondack chair. There we go. Oh, wow. Oh, and my children. Your children are here today. Yeah, so Adirondack chair. Good job, man. Children are here. That's awesome. I might be talking to you later. My wife would like one of those. How many many people would like him to make their... Okay. All right, so what did you get? And I got a massage. A massage? A treasure hunt around the house. A treasure hunt around the house. How fun is that? Yeah, very fun. So, okay, here we go. We've got one. What did you get? Um, I got breakfast and a portrait made by Levi. A portrait. And from earlier, I asked her that question. He put the portrait in a frame that she can sit places. So it's a portrait of the family. So who else? Someone over here? Yep. What'd you get? I got a gigantic bag of chocolate turtles. <laughs> <clears throat> chocolate turtles. Like real turtles that are dipped in chocolate? Or what is this? What's going on here? Do you crack them open and then the chocolate? I know what they are. Okay. <laughs> Just having fun. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Ms. Janet. What'd you get? Ben gave me a chainsaw. A chainsaw. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, is it the chainsaw that, yeah, that you hold in your hands that I had? Yeah. The next time I use an illustration like that, I want some kickback from all the people of the congregation that, that bought those. Okay, I'll do one more. You got a pruner? Nice. So, one more gift. Anybody? Right here. Robin? What'd you get? I had a bug zapper and a rose bush. A bug zapper and a rose bush. Very nice. What color are the roses? Coral. <clears throat> They're coral. Coral knockout roses. Wow, coral knockout roses. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, with that in mind, I want you to turn your Bibles to uh, Proverbs chapter 18. <clears throat> Sorry. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs 18. I have to find 18 for some reason. Here it is. All right, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22 says this. 
He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. In Scripture, a good wife and a good life is synonymous in Scripture. You found a good wife, you found a good thing. You found a good woman, you found a good thing. You marry her, you grab her, you keep her. You find a good thing. Um, and it is, this particular verse is actually an echo from Genesis chapter 2. You might not have picked up on that right away, but once you dive into it, you realize that it's the same type of phrase, phrases that are used in Genesis chapter 2 when Adam was alone and he needed someone to live life with. And God went over, took a rib out of his side and a created woman. And then he took woman and gave her to the man. And so this verse is not only saying that it's a good thing, it's saying that it is a good thing that is a gift from God. Your wife is a gift to you. A gift to you. Your wife is a gift to your family, to your children. Women in this room that are mothers, that are wives, are gifts from God to their family. That is an amazing, amazing kind of thought. And so, Eve, while she is walking to go meet whatever this thing is that God created, is not having a conversation with God to say, um, I just don't know if I'm going to love him. Because let's face it, it's an arranged marriage. Right? It's an arranged marriage. God the Father arranged the marriage. So it's coming along, and Eve's not saying, I don't know if I can love him or not. What if he's ugly? He's perfect. I just created. Okay, so I don't know. What is this thing? When she met him, they, they were in love. They started doing life together, and she became his helpmate. She was a gift to him. Now, I know what some of you are thinking because you're kind of like me in a way. Well, it wasn't like there was another guy around, <laughs> right? I mean, who else could she possibly have loved, right? Who could she go to? What did she have anything to compare to? But whereas that is true, the principle is still the same. Can I love this man that God has given me to, right, as a gift? Can I do it? And the answer to that question is, yes, you can. You can love him. You are a gift to your family. And guys, our wives are a gift to us absolutely a gift to us. We need them. Um, This also means that there are some women that are not gifts, okay? And I'm not going to spend a long time here because this is not where I want to spend today, but there are some women that aren't gifts to their family. And Proverbs is very direct and politically incorrect when it talks about these women. And here are a couple of these verses. It goes like this. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. So that is not a gift. Here's the next one. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion, without wisdom. That's, that's kind of graphic, isn't it? <clears throat> graphic little thing in your mind. Next, a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. Yeah. 
That's not a gift. Next, <clears throat> it is better to live in a desert land than with a, with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. Wow, right? <clears throat> that is definitely not a gift to anybody's family or even society, right? By the way, I saw a video just the other day, and it's a, it's a comic video, and, um, and it's this guy, and everybody knows who the Incredible Hulk is, right? Actually, it's a lady. I'm sorry. It's a lady. My apologies. It's a lady, and, <clears throat> and she gets angry, and, and her eyes turn green, and she turns into Karen. It is the funniest thing I've seen in a long time, right? If your name is Karen in here, we love you. That's not who we're talking about. All right. Anyway, just thought of that with Proverbs 29. Here's the next one. <clears throat> it is better to live in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. So there are people that enter into the marriage relationship that are a gift to their family but decide not to live that way right? You decide not to live that way. But what I'm telling you this morning <clears throat> is that if you're a wife in the room, if you're a mom in a room, God's design for you is to be a gift to your family, a gift to your family. And, and that, is, that is an amazing thing to think about. So how can you be a woman, a lady that is a gift to her family? And the first stop is this, you must be a lady of wisdom. Just be a lady of wisdom. Um, <clears throat> and that really is the first start. Hold on a second. I had a little frog in my throat. Or a chocolate turtle. Not sure which. <laughs> so a lady of wisdom. A lady of wisdom. So let me give you two verses here. It's right here. It was right there. It will be right there. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Proverbs 8 and Proverbs 31. Here we go. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. A lady of wisdom is more valuable than anything on this planet. It's more valuable to your, to your family. It's more valuable to your community. It is a very valuable thing. And a woman that decides to live by wisdom is a woman that actually takes care of her family in the right way and is who she is designed to be. It's wisdom. You see, there, there is a difference between a man and a woman, and it's not just physical. It's not just physical. The woman brings to the table something very valuable that a man cannot bring. And let me put it to you the other way. A man brings something to the table that a woman can't bring and should not try to bring to the table. There are too many women trying to be men in this culture. And what we need in the culture is mothers and wives and women that are living like God designed them to be. It is a beautiful thing for a wife to live in the wisdom of the Lord in her home, in her family, and in her community. It is a very valuable thing. This passage of scripture says it is better than jewels when a woman lives that way. It is more precious than jewels when a woman lives that way. If you really want to be 
a mother that's precious, a lady that is a valuable asset to your family and society, you will try your best to live in wisdom. In wisdom. It's the first stop. I think, I think it's interesting that the first stop isn't, isn't caring, it isn't loving, it isn't, you know, trying to do this, that, or the other, but the first stop is actually to be a lady of wisdom. Because, ladies and gentlemen, your children and your husband needs your wisdom to be injected into their lives. The world is a crazy place, absolutely crazy. And for you to be a lady of wisdom that has really dived into Scripture and learned what God wants you to be and the wisdom that he teaches you there, and then you inject that into your family, you are setting up your family for success. And I think that's what every woman in this world room desires to be, right? A woman of wisdom, a woman that is respected, a woman that, that really is a benefit to the people that she loves. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14 says this. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. You see, my parents can give me things when they pass on, they're still alive, and I'm think, thankful they are. When they pass on and, you know, you get the inheritance, yeah, they can give you that. But the one thing that your parents cannot give you is wisdom. They can impart wisdom to you. They can talk to you about wisdom. But you have to own that wisdom on your own. It is not just because you had good parents that you're going to be good parents. It's not it. It's not just because your mom and dad had a good marriage that you're going to have a good marriage. That's not it. You have to own that wisdom. And a prudent wife, a wife that is wise, is a gift from the Lord directly from her. So she is supposed to build this house in wisdom, in wisdom. And the next thing right after being a godly woman of wisdom is you, as a lady, are supposed to be a homemaker. A homemaker. Oh my goodness, he's going to start talking about, I'm supposed to always be in the kitchen. <clears throat> I know he's going to start doing that. I know he's going to start, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that because I really don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't think that's what the Bible really teaches, actually. What the Bible teaches is that you are supposed to build your home. It is what you are designed to do. You're supposed to build it up. You are supposed to be a homemaker. So to describe this a little bit, <clears throat> I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. We're going to go to three passages, so <clears throat> just hang on. Hang on to all this. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, says this. The wisest of women builds her house. The wisest of women builds her house. She makes a home. She builds it up. But folly with her own hands tears it down. So we start here with the wisest of women are supposed to be homemakers. They're supposed to build the home. Now flip over to Proverbs chapter 24. Let's look there a minute. Proverbs chapter 24. <clears throat> verses 3 and 4. And it says this. 
By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So you have a couple of key words here in this passage of how to build a home. You have wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. A lady is supposed to build her home with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. That's what she's supposed to do. So keep your finger there and turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. It's taking me a moment. Proverbs chapter 3. Look at verse 19 and 20. It says this. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths broke open and the clouds dropped down from the dew. Those two verses are an exact parallel of the other two verses that I just read to you. You have wisdom, she builds her home, right? Uh, By wisdom, a house is built. Well, the Lord, by wisdom, founded or built the earth. You have, and by understanding, it is established. Well, verse 19 of chapter 3 says, By understanding, he established the heavens. He made it stable for living. In verse 20, by his knowledge, the depths broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. He provided for his creation. And in Proverbs chapter 24, uh, verse 4, it says, And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. God equates the building of the home on par with his creation of the universe. That is your job. That's pretty stinking amazing, actually. So you are supposed to build a home like God created a home for you and I to live in. Now think about the home that God created in wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Think about that. Everything that we need is here on planet Earth. I know we're trying to go to Mars, but we're going to have to take stuff from planet Earth to actually live on planet Mars if that is even possible in the future, right? Everything that is here, God has created for us to live and prosper and succeed and be established. And so God created the whole planet with wisdom and understanding, right, and knowledge. And he says that a wife is a gift to her family. And what she's supposed to do is she's supposed to establish a home with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, a place where people can live, a place where people can be established, a place where people can grow, a place where people can succeed. That is an awesome position in the family, isn't it? That is what the woman is supposed to be. And ladies, guys can't do this. Guys can't do this. I am the head, absolutely, head of my home. There are things that I can do. There are things I bring to the table. But making a home like a woman can make a home, like with the touch of a woman, is not something I can do. Let me give you an example. This past Tuesday, was it this past Tuesday? It might have been. It's a blur. Anyway, I went to pick up Quinn at Liberty University. It was this past Tuesday. Went to pick him up. So I came in my car. I got there about 1 or 
and I walked into his dorm, and I was hit with a smell. Right? Just a smell. I walked up the stairs around and opened the door to his hallway, and I was hit with another smell, and this was it. There was various Febreze odors that was mixed with various body odor. It was sickening to your stomach. So what had happened was these guys that lived in these dorm rooms, they have to clean up the dorm rooms before they can leave. And there's a white glove inspection. So they had to clean. And I can't imagine the mess that was in those rooms, right? And the way that they had to clean them up because that smell outside of Febreze and body odor was just deafening, okay? Contrast that to my daughter. When I went to pick her up at Liberty University, the two times that we did that, you walk into the dorm and you're not hit with body odor. You walk up, you walk up the steps, you walk into the rooms, and these girls have decorated. Like it is a home away from home. You walk into their, their room, there is curtains, there is flu-flu in the, you know, in the bedding, right? Flu-flu, I don't know how to say it other than flu-flu, that's how it is to me. And there's all kinds of soft stuff, they have nice couches, everything's arranged, it smells good, it looks good, it's well-decorated, it feels homey. You walk into a guy's dorm, it feels like a prison, or, or some bomb had blown up somewhere and something happened. It doesn't feel like a home. And if you had to pick between the girl's dorm and the guy's dorm to live in, and I'm not saying this only for one reason, I would want to live in the girl's dorm because it feels like a home. Right? It feels like a home. It is something that guys can't do. Now, I know there's some guys in this audience right here that can decorate. I get it. I get it. I can decorate. I understand Colors, I understand how to put things together. I'm somewhat artsy. I can do those things. But I'm here to tell you, I cannot do them as well as a woman can. A woman can come in and add a touch on things that absolutely astounds me when it comes to, comes to that sort of stuff. Um, I'm the person in the house that cleans up before a guest comes over. <clears throat> I get all the stuff and put it back to where it's supposed to go because I'm just that guy. I can put everything where it needs to go. My wife, on the other hand, shows up and she makes it presentable. There's flowers, there's certain types of dishes, there's, do you understand what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that come out. If she doesn't really care about the person, it's paper plates. If she does, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But nonetheless, she adds a touch to it. When she cooks, she gets done cleaning. I, I clean up the dishes. She sets the table in the way that it needs to go. And it is absolutely brilliant what she does. That is something that, yes, capability of doing it, but the woman's touch to make it a home, it is a gift from God. And don't underestimate that gift. To me... It's on par with looking at flowers in a field that God has created. It is on par with going to the mountains and seeing the nice colors in the fall and that brilliant, you know, the feeling that you get of God's creation at that moment. It's on par with that. When you walk into a home where a woman is really using wisdom, trying to build her home, trying to make it all it can be so that her family is successful. It is just a place of peace. It's a place where you can grow. It's a place where you know you are loved and you, can act, you are actually worth something in that space. 
Is everybody with me in here? And so a, a lady, a lady in scripture is on equal ground with wisdom, and that makes her a gift to her family. A gift to her family. Because guys, when you find a wife, you found a good thing. Well, Philip, <clears throat> I'll get to that in a minute. So you found, you found a good thing. You found a good thing. Here's a couple of things that she lead, uh, builds her house with from Proverbs chapter 31. It says this. Next screen. She provides for the daily needs of her family. She is involved in commerce. That means she's a businesswoman. Okay. She is involved in training and discipline of the children. So she's involved in disciplining them. She works for the good of her husband and her children. It's always for the good of her husband and her children. She ministers to the needy, right? And her labors enables her husband to be a strong leader in the community. Listen, a guy, a guy can be successful on his own, but he can be far more successful with a good, wise woman behind him. Right, guys? Because we can succeed on our own. We can, we can do fine on our own, but we cannot be our best unless we have a good woman by our side, a woman that is wise, a woman that understands that she does not need to act like a man have the power of a man, be a man, because it is enough for her to be a created woman by God of wisdom that is on par with creation itself. Are you tracking? That is where value is. Ladies, listen, value isn't if you control your husband. Value is when you're a woman of wisdom and you invest in your husband and you invest in your children. You are a gift to him and you are a gift to your family. And please do not trade the value of that gift for some type of prideful moving to gain power. Do not trade the value of that gift. That gift is so valuable and so much more powerful than anything over here where you're trying to control. Are you tracking? Be a woman of wisdom. Be a homemaker. Pursue that. And the good news is God freely gives you the wisdom that you need if you ask. He freely gives it to you. Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm about to pull my hair out. Let me tell you something, Tim. <laughs> Women pull their hair out if they have one child or 10. They do. They do. You get that first kid, women, I don't know what to do with this child. You get the second one, it just becomes chaos. You have three. I've never had three, so this is where I step out of my comfort zone. But I've seen people want to pull their hair out because of three. And then there's times where y'all want to pull your hair out too, right? It's, it's not that there isn't something in the home that, that isn't upsetting and you want to pull your hair out. It's the woman that says, all right, I'm about to pull my hair out. I need to step back a minute. Lord, 
right? Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Let me calm down a little bit before I go on murdering these people, right? It just, okay, right? Just give me some wisdom because I need to be the gift that you've designed me to be to my family. That's what I need to be. So a couple of things as we wrap this up. First, a wife brings stability and substance to her family. Stability and substance. You have to have her in order to be stable. You do. You have to have her. Can we be stable, guys, as individuals? Absolutely, we can be stable. But man, there's something different when you have a wife by your side. There's something different with that stability and that substance that she brings to the table. So that's what she is. Second, guys, we need to treat our wives as a gift from God. We need to treat her as the gift from God that she is. We need to cherish her. We need to quit complaining about her. Um, We need to encourage her, right? Uh, We need to make sure we don't cheat on her. And this is a broad scope of what cheating is. It's from making sure your eyes are only for her all the way to make sure that she's number one in your life and not number two. Make sure that your friends don't come before your wife. Make sure that your children don't come before your wife. That your wife is the number one thing outside of God in your life, and that's what you focus on. It is her. You love her. You love her. You want to lead her. And you listen to her. You listen to her. Now, when you listen to her, just tune out for a minute, ladies. I'm talking to the guys. When you, when you listen to her, you do have to determine what is wisdom and what is not. They do it to us. We could do it to them. Okay? So, so you go with what's wisdom. And when she expresses something that is of wisdom, which is more times than not, you listen to that and you take it into consideration when you continue to lead your family. You cannot lead your family without your wife. Respect her and listen to her. There are some times in the privacy of your own home that you just need to say, honey, that you're a very smart individual, but that was not very smart. Right? In the privacy of your home. But what you do not do is you do not go out and tell your buddies how stupid she was and what she said. Are you tracking? That's what I'm getting to. You handle it just between you and her. Lord, I I love you, but we can't do that. That's dumb. But you don't tell your buddies about it so y'all can get a good laugh. That is disrespect. You treat her like a gift. Because she's more right than she is wrong. See, I can say that because Nicole isn't here. (laughs) She is more right than she's wrong, and she's put there to help you so that you don't make a mistake. So listen to her. She's valuable. Here's the last one. Ladies, you need to treat your family as a gift from God to you. You're a gift to God to them. Now, ladies, a gift is always for the person that it's given to, not for the gift. Your family and your existence is not all about you. 
You need to be all about them. All about them. If you're trying to find yourself in some way, if you're at a moment where you're trying to find yourself, I'm here to tell you today, you really don't need to find yourself because God's already given you a pretty big job to do, and that's being a mom and being a, a wife. That's who you are. And there is no greater calling than those two things, a wife and a mother. No greater calling. I don't care if you find yourself in the music arena. I don't care if you find yourself somewhere in some type of position in a company somewhere. It doesn't matter if you become the greatest person on earth. If you are not fulfilling the role of being a wife and a mother, you are missing the mark concerning what has God created you to be. Come on, come on. You've missed the mark. It is such an honor, ladies, for you to be with us. It is such an honor and a great position for you to be a wife and a mother in your family. Be the gift that God intends for you to be to them. There's a lot of talk about submission. Every time I, I do marriage counseling, we always have this big discussion about uh, submission and what submission is and what it isn't and all that kind of stuff because there's, there's some stuff that we go through in marriage counseling before people get married, okay? I've kind of summed it down to one one sentence, I know that it doesn't encompass the whole thing, okay? But when it comes to this topic of being a gift to your family, this is, this is the sentence that I've kind of whittled it down to, and here it is. Submission is when you quit living for yourself and you live for your family instead. That's submission. Submission is when you quit living for yourself and you live for your family instead. It doesn't mean that, that, you know, you don't have time for yourself, that you don't go out every now and then, that you, you don't, you know, enjoy the things that you like to enjoy. It doesn't mean that you don't get to go to the um, restaurant that you want to go to today because you should. Um, it doesn't mean that you need to cook your own Mother's Day meal because the guys need to be doing that. Right, it doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that you are not trying to put yourself in a position where you are the all-powerful thing and it's all about you. You are there to be a gift to them, and submission is when you quit living for yourself and you live for your family instead. Does that make sense? You live for your family. You don't have to live for anybody else. You don't have to live for anybody else. You don't have to live for me. You don't have to live for the family next, next to you. Your job is to submit to the extent where you're living for your family. And that's when you become a gift to them. And that's what God intends. The gift is for the person that it's given to, not for the gift itself. So there you go. All right. So I have a paraphrase of... Um, Proverbs chapter 31, that I would like to read to you, and we'll, we'll pray after this. Here we go. <clears throat> Proverbs 31, starting with verse 10. A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the, for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. Okay, you don't have to do that. 
go ahead and do that part. Okay. She's like a trading ship that sells to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. She's up before dawn preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. She looks over a field and buys it. Then, with the money she's put aside, plants a garden. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work, rolls up her sleeves, eager to get started. She senses the worth of her work, is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. She's skilled in the crafts of home and hearth, diligent in homemaking. She's quick to assist anyone in need, reaches out to help the poor. She doesn't worry about her family when it snows. Their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. She makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and silks. Her husband is greatly respected when he deliberates within the city. She designs gowns and sells them, brings the sweaters she knits to the dress shops. Her clothes are well-made and elegant, and she always faces tomorrow with a smile. When she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say, and she always says it kindly. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all, is what he says. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired, however, and praised is the woman who loves in the fear of God and walks in wisdom. Give her everything that she deserves. Adorn her life with praises. Mm. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the stage you've given us. And Lord, thank you for the gift of women. Thank you for the gift of a wife. Thank you, Father, for the gift of a mother. It is a remarkable gift. Father, there are women in this room that really desire to live like you want them to live. And sometimes it's tough and sometimes it's hard and sometimes they get upset and sometimes they're very happy. Father, my prayer for every lady in this room is that you'll strengthen them and the times that they need to be strengthened, you'll give them the wisdom that they need when they need to impart it to their families. And that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll help them continue their focus to serve their family, making a home a place where people can thrive, where their husband can thrive in the community, where their daughters can thrive, and the young ladies that they're becoming to be, where their sons can thrive each and every lady in this room will become a lady full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding that when the tough times comes for her family, she is the cornerstone of stability for those moments of turmoil. I ask for the lady that's overwhelmed by this message today just seems like an awful lot to do in a bar that is way high to reach. 
And I ask that in this moment that you comfort her soul. You let her know that you're with her. And you let her know that you will give her the strength that she needs to be the gift that you've designed her to be. I ask that she just leans on you for that. Also lift up the people in this room that might have lost a mom in the last year. Even five years ago. Or even further. And I ask that you will comfort their hearts in this moment because even though they knew she was valuable while she was still here, man, she seems more valuable when she's gone. She's missed. So I pray you comfort their hearts today. So we leave all of this into your capable hands and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand and sing. It's closing number.